is Derek. 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 Diamond. 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 Experience. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and for those of you that listen to my other show, The Nerd Cave Podcast, I would like to thank you for checking out this one as well. And for those that don't or don't know me personally, let me tell you a little bit about myself and why I'm doing this show. I live in a small town about 30 miles north of Pensacola called Jay. We only have one red light, so that should tell you how small the town is. I'm a freelance videographer, meaning I film and edit weddings, graduations, commercials, pretty much anything that I can get hired to do. I work with the Pensacola Blue Wahoos minor league baseball team. I work in the creative services department. And I also work as a part-time production assistant for the WSRE television studio, also located in Pensacola, Florida. And as far as the podcasting goes, about a year ago, my friend Zach and I were having dinner one night, and we were talking about podcasts because he had just recently started getting into them. I've been listening to podcasts for years, but Zach was saying, you know, we could do something like that. It doesn't really seem like it would be that difficult of a thing. And I said I would do it under the condition that we actually committed to it, that it wouldn't be a one-and-done or we would just do two or three episodes and then that would be the end of it. And a year later, we're still doing The Nerd Cave along with our friend Willis. So you might be asking yourself, Derek, if you're already doing a podcast, why would you want to do another one? Well, the podcast that interests me or the ones that got me into wanting to do podcasts were the ones like Joe Rogan's or Mark Maron's where every week or every episode a different guest would come on from any walk of life. It could be someone from film, modeling, music, uh, literature, anything like that because I, I love the variety of those kinds of shows because it's a different story every episode. So that's something that I want to do with the solo show. I had the idea to do a solo show back in late November, early December, and I think now is the time to actually get that started. I've got some great guests lined up over the next few weeks that I know you guys will be excited to hear once you find out who they are, but my first guest who will be joining me this week, when I decided that I actually wanted to commit to this solo venture, I knew instantly who I wanted to be my first guest. My boss, Adam Waldron, over at the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, is also in a band called the Unicorn Wranglers, based right here out of Pensacola, Florida. They're an indie rock band. It's him, his brother Ian, who also joined me for the interview, and their drummer, Brendan, who lives in Tallahassee, so he was unable to join us for this interview. But I would love to have them on again with all three of them, maybe get some of Brendan's perspective on the band. You know, just... I love talking to these guys. They always have something funny and interesting to say. And I hope that you agree with me when I say that because they had a great interview. We talked about some of the early days of the band, uh, some funny stories, how the name Unicorn Wranglers came to be, some shows they've done, some things they have coming up. You know, we, There's just so much that we talked about. And I, I really hope you guys enjoy listening to this. And I hope that you listen to the show every week from here on out. So before we get to our first guest, I'm actually going to play a song for you guys from the Unicorn Wranglers. It's one of their popular and arguably their best song off their album 95 Flannel called Great Day to Be Nude. Yes, Great Day to Be Nude. So you guys will be hearing that and then we will get to the interview. Oh, 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 oh,
I'm now joined along with my very first guests on my new show. I have two of the three members of the local indie band, the Unicorn Wranglers. Guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hey, my name's Adam Waldron. I'm the bassist and lead vocalist for the Unicorn Wranglers. And I'm Ian Waldron, and I play guitar. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Going pretty good. How are you doing? Not too bad. I just want to say I'm really excited to be here on the Derek Diamond experience because it really is an experience. (laughs) And to be the first one to have that experience, you can't match that experience. No. You know, we have a week. We get a week's worth of uh, a badge of courage. Yeah. (laughs) Like a merit badge. No one else has experienced the Derek Diamond for at least another week. That's true. True. Yeah. Did you like my uh, little tagline I added when I sent you the picture? Absolutely. <laughs> I said it may cause drowsiness. <laughs> Absolutely. So, we, yeah, yeah, you know, having trouble trouble getting the, that little one down to a nap? Throw yeah, just, just plug, just plug this dirt. in. But not right this show. Not, not the first one. one. The Maybe first one will everyone not after this. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. We can't speak for who follows, but I can no. guarantee this one will not cause drowsiness. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, are you guys from the Pensacola area? Um, no, actually, we're we're not. We're transplants. Okay. Um, I, I do call Pensacola my home, but uh, we're actually born and raised in, in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, basically, went to high school there, and then then came over to Pensacola to go to college and follow my older brother over here to college. And uh, yeah, so. We're, we're not originally from no, there. No, no, we're... From the Upper West Side. We're transplants, like he said. Oh, okay. So you guys came to go to UWF? Yeah, right? I came I came first to study sports management here, and then he came over, um, I don't know, maybe four, five four years. Four yeah. or five years four later. Four or five years after that, I came over, after I graduated. I was in grad school. I want to just make that clear. I wasn't like my seventh year four, of undergrad. Six. You know what I mean? I think there was, like, a, I was, was there a nine or Yeah, there? no. I was in grad school when he came. You know, there, there's a four-year <laughs> age difference. I wasn't yeah. like a super senior. So, yeah. So, yeah. I came over here to do some school. Fun, th- some fun stuff. But it's a, gra- yeah. I mean, it's a great area. I mean, you got the beach all the time. I mean, we're sitting here looking at it, you know, the water right now. Like, you can't beat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So, Adam, what did you go to school at UWF for? Uh, I went to school for uh, telecommunication and film, which is just uh, a fancy name for a film degree. Um, I got got taught up there, coached up, and um, 
and you know had a good time making student films, which I made this guy over here be a part of a lot of them. Uh, he was actually in my first student film that I. He was in every single student film that I made, but the first one was about a uh, a superhero that was not needed in a place where you know he was. So he was a he was kind of more of a problem. A lot like Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern. Like Oh, okay. We or, didn't really need that. Or Ben Affleck anyway. in in the in Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. It yeah. was very similar along those lines. That's actually a pretty cool concept. It it reminds me of a Obviously uh, you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a a comic book series I heard about not too long ago where it's about a group of people that clean up cities after superhero battles. Like after cities have basically been wiped out. I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's pretty funny. So have you guys always been uh big fans of music? Yeah, yeah. I mean for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, it's it's changed over the years, you know, like when when I was real little, you know, I would listen to um everything from like yeah, like Genesis and Phil Collins and and uh, stuff like that, stuff my dad listened to, and then I started to merge, um, you know, and started to get into stuff when I got older. You know, he got me my first Red Hot Chili Peppers CD, and after that, like it opened up a whole new world to, you know, Zeppelin and you know Pink Floyd and and bands yeah. like that. You know, and then all of a sudden, um, I fell in love with Scott Stapp and Creed, and uh, I still to this day, I still to this day listen to those records. Nobody will admit it. I'm admitting it on this program that I still listen to those records. We want bass hits and double plays. <laughs> yeah, we listen to that Scott Stapp. It's pretty Marlo's great. Intro. It's pretty great. Yesterday. It's pretty great. And uh, but yeah, no. So now you know. Now all of a sudden, you know, I listen to a lot of really weird music. I guess you could say. But I'm not. I'm. You know, I pretty much stay in the same vein. I'm not going out and listening to, you know, Latin reggae stuff like that. But although it's great, I'm just not. Not my cup of tea, if you will. So Yeah, and I kind of got into it, um, you know. I think when you're young, you just kind of listen to whatever, whoever's the main influence in your life, you listen to whatever that is. And, you know, um, luckily I had him who was pretty much blazing the way, so all I had to do was just follow right in line. And um, I will take credit for the first Red Hot Chili Pepper CD that that, that we bought, and it was actually cool. It was Californication. Um and uh, that was the uh, cover that had the the pool and the ocean and or the pool and the sky. 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 And the, 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 the sky was in the pool and the pool water was in the sky. So it was actually a really cool cover and it caught my eye and I liked it over the Creed yeah. cover. Well I mean and, who 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 wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't? And uh, so so I got him that C D but then um, you know, I was I always like playing playing around with things. Um I didn't know I wanted to play bass guitar for a while, but uh, I didn't even know that there was a bass guitar in a band until mm-hmm. until probably I was in middle school, and then I kind of pieced it together one day. And uh, but after after seeing Flea um, and kind of saying, "Hey, that that looks a lot of fun," uh, I decided to do that, and and um, that really just started me off doing doing uh, doing a lot of different music things, you know, making my own music. Uh, in in my house using little tiny you know uh, telephone microphones and everything I could to kind of make music like that and kind of then just progressing and getting better as a musician I was never taught by anybody I kind of just had to pick it up and and run with it so you taught yourself basically yeah yeah, that's pretty cool I, I started really recording music when I was probably a freshman in high school um I had a little Ibanez bass guitar. It was purple, solid wood. I mean, it was like a, it was like a sixty-five dollar guitar, um, and, uh, and all my songs were all just bass guitar. And I would play different, you know, try to make it sound different to kind of give more of a more of a different feel to it and and everything. But uh, you know, just doing that and progressing, then I actually got an actual six-string electric guitar, which. You know, I started doing that, and that's when I really started thinking about song structure and and things like you know solos and how how things should sound and what sounds good to the ear, um, and that kind of all just uh, built up to to them when me and Ian decided to kind of go on this adventure. So you guys both mentioned the Red Hot Chili Peppers quite a bit. Are they like your biggest influence? 
or one of them? I I would have to say by far they're the they're the largest influence. Um, I think that we get a lot of influences from different things, but I think you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They were they're they're our band. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they were the they were the band that you know, when we would go see a band live that we would sit there and say, man, you know, the energy and just the, just everything that they brought to the table, we'd sit there and say that that's what we want to try to to do. We want to try to do that. We're not necessarily going to sound like them, um, but we want to try to emulate them in in every way that they are, you know? And and like for me, um, you know, I love John Frusciante's guitar playing. I think he's one of one of the best guitar players ever, at least you know that I know of. Um, you know, because he he has you know style that's that's kind of his own, but it's it's very similar to like Jimi Hendrix and and you know Jimmy Page and guys like that and Clapton and and you know he even has um, a little Eddie Van Halen and you know what I mean. And so like to me, he just encompasses everything. You know, if you listen to his solo records, it's way different than what he does in the Chili Peppers. Especially now, he's in this like weird electronic kind of phase. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they're they're definitely they got us on the way, and and now we definitely try to follow in their footsteps, if you will, and try to see what we can do to make it make it similar. Yeah, yeah, I think we use it as an influence. You know, I, I, I there's no denying it. They're they're one of the greatest rock and roll bands in, oh, in yeah. history. I mean, I I just think it's just something you, you can't deny, and I think with their recent uh, induction into the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. that kind of solidified that, that, you know, these, these guys, they blazed their own sound. They, they thought about, you know, you know, infusing funk with rock, with rap, with all these different things. And, and then to be able to progress throughout the years and, and still to this day be relevant in the rock community, especially when the rock community uh, is is definitely not as popular as it used to be. I think it's really a testament, and you know they just they bring some this energy that you really can't you can't replicate. You can only you can only hope to replicate it. You know, and it's just it's so raw and live, and and that's really you know one of the things that that we try to do. Well, I think it's funny. You know, people say they've sold out and stuff, and um, you know they've sold out and that they've become soft and all that kind of stuff. And to me, that just means that they've progressed and they're not making the same record they did when they were 20 years old when you know they're all like 40 and 50 years yeah. old now you know and i think they become they, they became more dynamic yeah. really I, mm-hmm. I think i think we always talk about it when we write music how can we make our music more dynamic i mean you don't i don't want a flat sound you know and 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 really exploring and doing different things is it's how you get that and being able to take all those pieces and put it together and i think that's where you get a good song a great song and you know, so I, I think that's something that they do well, and I, I, like Ian said, I don't think it's a sellout in any form. I think it's a progression and and exploring uh, what you can do with music. Are there any other bands that you would call big influences? Um, I don't know about. I, I mean, you know, any band that that you listen to, you know, I mean, you know, you can tell like. With, with the record we just made, 95 Flannel, you know, we were listening to a lot, or I was listening to a lot of bands from the 90s. That's what we were going for, you know, a lot of Nirvana and, um, you know, um, you know Bush and bands like Pearl Jam and all that kind of stuff. Bands that, that was what we were going for, you know. So, um, but for me, you know, as a guitar player, I'm listening to guitar players more so than anything, you know, like what, what do they play? And, you know, you, to me, like I was just telling Adam the other day, he... He's gonna kill me. I was like, hey, I was like, I was just listening to a Limp Biscuit record, okay? I was listening to <laughs> Limp Biscuit. I was. I don't know if I like where this conversation is going. I was listening to the the Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavor One. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I was like, I was like, I yeah, love. I, I used to have that. CD. Yeah, everybody did. Everybody really did. Everybody. Nobody will admit it, but again, I'm admitting yep. it. But um, yeah, I, you know, I loved West Borland's guitar playing on it. I thought it was great. I thought it was mm-hmm. awesome. And I was like, I want to, I want to try to do some things and. He kind of just rolled his eyes, but yeah. So for me, it's guitar players. I think that's really cool, and and that's kind of like with me. I like uh, I know uh, uh, was it John Paul Jones? Yeah, John Paul. Yeah, and, you know one of the great Led Zeppelin, one of the greatest bases. I I you know he's one I could make a case of being probably the greatest bass player. I mean, really go back and sit down there and listen to the bass lines he wrote while he was with Led Zeppelin, and if you really just focus on that. You, 
It's unparalleled. When he played so many different instruments. Too, oh, right? yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And he did it. He does it with um, all his projects. I mean, he writes classical music. He writes com- you know, compositions for plays and stuff like that. I mean, he's just a unbelievable musician in general. So, Adam mentioned when he first got his instrument, or his first instrument, I should say. When did you get yours? Oh, man. Uh, you know, it was funny. I was a senior in high school. And a buddy of mine gave me uh, a, a, a Red Hot Chili Peppers, by the way, their, their record, by the way, gu- guitar tab book. And I'm like, oh, man, I got this, right? And I had my, uh, my dad had an old, like, 76, like, Vox um, custom. Uni- Univox. 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 Yeah, yeah. Univox. It's an old Univox company. Univox uh, acoustic guitar. And I was like, all right, man, here we go. And I'm like, mm, I'm playing it. And I'm like, God, this does not sound like it sounds on the record, you know? And I didn't know a lot about it. So I put it down and didn't play it again. And then, um, you know, Adam started playing music. He got, you know, really into it, started making his own records and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, you know, I, I kind of like that. I was like, we should try that, you know. And so he was like, okay, you know, whatever. And so we went in, and this was probably about three years ago. We, we went in and sat down, and uh, he, I played one of his guitars. And he was like, okay, do this. And I, I could do, like, half of what he wanted me to do. And he'd get mad and just take it and go do it. And so we, 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 we demoed like six songs. And I would say 90% of the guitar work was Adam. But man, I felt like I was like the next rock god, okay? <laughs> like I could play 10%. Um, but then, you know, I, I, got, I got a guitar. I got, like Adam said, like a little practice guitar. And just started learning and kind of taught myself chords. And then I went from chords to bar chords and from bar chords to scales. And, you know, from there it just kind of evolved and um, just playing along with other records, you know what I mean? Like, you know, hearing a song. And even if you don't play it, you know, right, still just learning kind of rhythms and stuff like that. Um, you know, and Adam taught me a lot too, you know, especially about, you know, rhythm and melodies and stuff like that. Um, measure. Measure, you know, stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, I've only been playing, I think, really honestly for a little over two years now. Oh, wow. And, and um, you know, I think, I think... I think we've 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 come a little ways in two years. We still got a long ways to go, but um, I think it helped to have Adam there pushing me to make sure I. Yeah, I really took a I took a hands off approach after a little bit. And I know that Ian mentioned that that our first few demos, I did a lot of the guitar work, and and then um, you know he got a, a guitar which I believe was a Squire it's Strat, a Squire Strat, yeah. but with double humbuckers. Yeah, it was a double humbucker. It sounded that's a really it good. Sounded set. good. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 I can remember correctly, I had a, a weird tuning peg on weird the e tuning string. peg. Yep, the, the, the e, e string, string tuning yep. peg. But um, yeah, and and really, so he he started, and once he got that, I and for my own sake of of progressing as a musician, I just I didn't want anything to do with 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 playing guitar anymore. I, I wanted to play bass guitar. That was always the guitar I loved to play, and I think that's what kind of actually helped. Ian progress as a guitarist because I didn't want anything to do it do with it. So we would sit up there, and if it took us an hour and a half for him to put down a guitar solo, it took us an hour and a half to put down a guitar solo. But I wasn't stepping in anymore, which I think really kind of got out of the way. <laughs> Have you guys always been the Unicorn Wranglers, or has there been like any kind of different incarnations of your band and what it's become? <laughs> well, we started off as an NSYNC cover band. Oh, uh, wow. That's what yeah. we were going to yeah. be. And it was going to just be a two-piece. Uh, we Because that was really all NSYNC was. Nobody <laughs> wants to admit it. But it yeah. was Justin Timberlake and JC, whatever his name was. And so that's what we were going to do. Because I, you know, I was going to just dye my hair blonde and be you know, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and, and, um, you have the curls for it. I have the curls for it. Um, but no, like it, uh, yeah, there's, there's been different, uh, variations of it, you know, um, you know, we, we, we've, we've made, uh, you know, two records, um, you know, Adam and I've played on all of them. Um, you know, obviously with the first record, it was called Monoceros. We had our buddy Cole, you can just came and sung on it. Um, our buddy Hunter Eubanks played drums on it. Um, and then we, we, we made that record, which is a record I'm, I'm pretty proud of. I mean, you know, it wasn't necessarily the greatest thing to music known to man, but... At, but it's your first record. Right, it was our yeah. first record. I mean, you know, I had been playing guitar for literally like three months at that time. Go back and look at a lot of bands' first records. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go back and listen to like a Chili Peppers, their first record. It's not even worth listening to. And, um, 
But um, there's, but it, there's a few. On yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like anything. It's <laughs> it's a launching point. You're yeah. like, okay, I can see where they're going. Let's see if they can get there. Um, and then on the second record, '95 Flannel, um, we 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 you know our buddy Cole was just kind of like, I, I, you know, I don't know if I really want to do this. We started to get a little bit more, not not serious, but we started to have you know kind of you know things started to pop up. You know, people wanted us to maybe play some shows and stuff like that, and just something he wasn't real comfortable with, and. Um, and then, um, so Adam took over vocals on that whole record on 95 Flannel. And that, that really kind of pushed us into a new um, level of commitment to it, if you will. And, uh, and then, you know, our buddy Hunter is very busy. He's a very talented musician, plays with all these different he's bands. He's a musician. And, um, and so he's, he's playing guitar, I think, for seven other bands and stuff like that. And so... We uh, we knew a guy, um, our, one of our best friends, his cousin uh, Brendan uh, Karnick, is now uh, in the band, and he's our drummer now. And so he's been playing with us the last six seven months, and uh, we're we're very excited. We love him. He's a giant teddy bear. Great yeah. time. He's a giant yeah, teddy bear. He's awesome. So uh, so yeah. So so we're, we're there's been some lineup changes, if you will, but at, at its core, it's always been me and Adam. And yeah. I think it will, you know. If anything ever comes and goes, it will, it will always be. And it, yeah, and it's it's pretty much always been the Unicorn Wranglers too. There's been a couple names thrown around, but but the Unicorn Wranglers kind of was the one that so stuck. How did you guys come up with that name? Ah, uh, well, a uh, part of part of my degree seeking uh, journey at the University of West Florida involved uh some some short filmmaking which i'm sure you're just as well versed in mm-hmm. um and i believe this was a, a script no, it was yeah well that it, we wanted yeah. to make but we didn't make yeah but it was an wanted. idea yeah, it was I mean, an idea yeah. and it was going to be this idea of these these guys that take twister yep take twister Take twister a great movie it was a 1996 Six, 1996 bill paxton uh the the late and and, and great uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman Helen Hunt Helen Hunt um, and and uh, take that but put it in with this group of people that that are trying to catch these unicorns that are loose and <laughs> and that that was there. and it, it, and it was going to be a, a, a serious drama yeah yeah like, you know we were we it, we had some serious twists plot twists. Yeah, um, it it was it was ready to go, but it just never it it's in a pile with about seventy five other really weird kind of potentially great but potentially horrible, more yeah. like sci fi movie. I was about right. to say they were yeah. they were going to be right there up there with was with, with the great Sharknado, Sharknado, Sharknado uh, two, Sharknado which is coming two. out later yeah, this Sharknado year. By right, yeah. Yeah. right. Can't we'll wait. Get a little plug yeah. there for sci fi. Yeah, <laughs> buy our script. <laughs> yeah, by the Unicorn Wrangler script. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's always been it's always been the Unicorn Wrangler. And you know what? At first, we were kind of like kind of nervous about it. But I'll tell you what: the last probably three four months, people have just been like, "It's fantastic." So we're really happy that that's what the name is. We're glad we kept. Yeah, it. it's it's just an original name. It's different. Yeah, it's different. It it pops. <laughs> so back taken back to your release party for 95 flannel which yeah. I was at how long was Brendan playing with you guys Ooh, before let that? me answer this one all right yeah cuz you two are freaking out let's see Brendan was playing with us 2 hours before the show literally 2 hours really that yeah. was the first time we had met him at at our our buddy Sunil's wedding and that was the only time we've ever met him before yeah. we met him at the release party where he drummed for us yes and, and, it, wow. and it had been like a year and a half, or almost two years. Yeah, almost two years at that point in time. Yeah. And, yeah, so literally two hours before the show, he drove up, and we had three songs that we said we were going to play. I had practiced them. Ian had practiced them. This was the first time we've ever played for anybody, which was a very, very nerve-wracking feeling. Because yeah, you just don't pop out there and start playing in front of people. Like, yeah. It's not, it's, it's... No. There's anxiety that goes yeah, into it. a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety that goes into it. But you just kind of kind of went out there. We said, hey, it's cool. Thanks for doing this for us. And you're excited. We're excited. Let's go play together. And it was actually one of those things where it went really well. Yeah, um, I, I didn't even know that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, chemistry is everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had great chemistry with Hunter. Like, me and Adam have an unbelievable 
you know, we can kind of just, we know what we want it to sound like. We can feed off each other. Um, but you bring in a third party and you're always like, I, you know, I don't know. Well, we had a great chemistry with Hunter and we just didn't know what it was going to be like with Brendan. It's, it's been, it was, it, I mean, it was fantastic right off the bat and it's continued to be fantastic. We're very, very fortunate to be able to have somebody like him yeah. that we can plug right in. And, and the more we've been able to practice the, and rehearse and write and do stuff like that, you know, we just keep getting better and better, which is, is really great. Yeah. And I mean, he, he was, he was one that, that came in and, you know, he, at first we didn't know, oh, he's, he's just coming in to play the show. And the, but it, I mean, there, there was no other op, there was no other option. He fits so well that he had to be in the, he just had to be in the band. There, there yeah. was no, it was too good of an opportunity for him not to be in the band. Like, you know, it, it was just one of those, sometimes it clicks right away. And that was one that clicked and, and like I said, sitting here now, six, seven months after that show, I, I'm just so thankful that, that he was willing to drive three hours from Tallahassee over here on just kind of a whim to play yeah. with two guys that he met one time before. And now we've played a handful of shows, all all from here to Tallahassee. And it's just one of those things where I'm just... <laughs> So thankful that he he was there and that he's part of our band. Yeah, yeah. Well, what what have been some of the shows you guys have played? Man, we've been all. I mean, we we've played all kinds of places. We um, played houses. We played houses. We did a couple house parties at the beginning to kind of get get going. And um, our our first real big one was. Um, we played a show at the the Handlebar in, in October of last yeah. year. Yeah, we played a show at the Handlebar. It was just us. Yep. The other band had there was the, like four other bands, and they all yeah, dropped out. The, the band, the last band that dropped out, the singer was dating the guitar player, and who was cousins with the drummer, drummer and, and then, so you know, then they broke up, and oh, thus. Okay. So we were all we were just flying solo on that one, and that that was a that was a wild time. But yeah. uh, then after that, what? Uh, we, and, you know, we've, we've played Sluggos and um, oh, a couple places like that. And then we've played a couple other, like, fundraiser-type deals, you know. Um, we just did that last weekend. And we had then, a we had a great opportunity to play First Friday. Yeah, we um, in Tallahassee. In Tallahassee, which is down at a uh, kind of like an art district. Um, that's an old uh, old train depot. Um but you know it's it's got the big like warehouses, but there's big fields right next to those warehouses. So we got to play there. Uh, actually, in the middle of our set, a train comes screaming, but it scares me half to death. Yeah, comes running right the, behind our stage. The video, there's, 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 yeah, there's funny. video yeah. of it. There's too. video yeah. of yeah. it. Uh, and and, it, then, and it's and, and first Friday is, uh, is comparable to um, like gallery night here in Pensacola. Yeah. You know, you got tons of people that are walking by. You're not gonna have 200 people sit at your set for 45 minutes, but you're gonna have a ton of people walking oh, yeah. by thousands yeah. of people thousands of people by, walking by and listen to a song and then keep moving on but i think uh you know i think we just uh we had such a great opportunity to come and present itself and we we're so grateful to be able to play uh vinyl music hall yeah uh here in pensacola which to us was was a was a goal and a dream that we didn't know if we would ever be able to get there and and it, you know uh Harry uh, Harry Levin, the uh, the owner over there, reached out to us on Facebook, and it was just one of those things. From Beave at the handlebar. Yeah, from Beave at the handlebar. handlebar. Um, you know, it was just one of those those weird networking type of things, and mm -hmm. we're just so thankful to be able to play that show because that was that was that was a highlight. You yeah, know, I mean, that was some that was an experience that I won't ever forget. We played with uh, a local band called Low Electric. And uh, mm -hmm. they were they were really 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 good. And then we played we opened for Local H, um, who was the big you know kind of headlining band. Yeah. And, uh, and they were really good too. There's only two of them, and uh, they were really really good. So yeah, it it was a it was an unbelievable show to be able to play vinyl. Um, it was great. You know, it was. I mean, you walk in, you got monitors, you got two sound people, and you're like, oh okay, yeah, they yeah, came like, up I can do this. this. Yeah. They're like, how how do you want your setup to go? I'm like. You're like, I don't know, we just well, plug I it in, right? You know? Just turn up the amps, right? That's how that's what we normally do. You know? So uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But we've got we got some stuff booked. again, we got a couple of, they they really liked us at first Friday, so we got I think two more booked for the for the mm -hmm. until September. I know we have two more booked till September and a couple other things around here and um 
you know, we're just kind of taking it easy right now. We just got done with a lot of shows, yeah. so we're taking a little bit of a break right now. What do you guys do to prepare for a show? Like, picture you're waking up, it's the day of the show. <laughs> what do you do? I'll tell you what, the day of the show is actually not nearly as bad as the the, the build-up from the week before. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I, I it's funny because with every show we've done, it's gotten easier. Mm-hmm. Vinyl was like our, I like to think it was like our, our summit, if you will. Like, in terms of, okay, like... At a certain point, it just doesn't matter how many people are out there. You you just kind of are like, okay, I've already gotten to a certain level. At least for for me, yeah. it is that. No, way. no, I think it's the same same thing. I mean, the build up alone, the build up's kind of to me the worst the night before, um, and then uh, you know. But if we if we go up from a from a waking up type of thing, I think it's typically there's a lot of a lot of moving parts. Uh, people are coming into town. Brendan's driving in. So or we're driving in. Yeah, we're driving we're in. Playing. Uh, you know, we have to set up a time to rehearse before the show. We've got family coming in or friends, friends all this. We're selling tickets. Um, so there's like a lot of uh, almost like busy work type things yeah. to be done the it's, day of. It's a lot more, uh, it's it's not, um, it's a lot more hectic than you would anticipate it to be. And again, a lot of that depends on what the show is. Some are more hectic than others. Others aren't that bad. But, you know, you always want to try to eat and do all that kind of stuff and Try to be as normal as you possibly can that day. That's yeah. that's what we kind of try to do. <laughs> and it's actually funny because me and Ian are backwards on on when it's actually showtime. Uh, we're we're backwards. Uh, it's I can't stand driving to the show. I hate. Oh, that's when I have the most anxiety is on the way to the show because I don't know what to expect. Kind of fear of the unknown type of. You know, I just want to get down there, park, get my gear set up, and just go, and then. Once I'm set, I'm ready to go. I'm having a great time, and you know, before minutes before the show, that's when I'm I'm my most excited and just ready to go out there. But I think I think you're you're kind of the flip side of that yeah. too. What was that movie um, with Jamie Fox when he was Any Given Sunday? Is that yeah. the one where he's thrown up in the trash can like before every snap or something? <laughs> that's what I do. It's not. It's it's pretty bad. But but like I said, you know, you you know, like I said at that vinyl show, I think we kind of made like a little bit of a breakthrough. Like, at, you know, having that many people there that we didn't know on that kind of a stage with that kind of venue with those kind of bands that we were playing with, um, being able to get through that, play well, um, you know, that kind of helps limit the nerves from here on out. I, I think you know. Yeah. So uh, hopefully no more throwing up before trash cans before the show. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that hopefully. doesn't happen. Do you guys have any funny band stories? Oh, plenty uh, that funny that you'd stories. like to tell. Uh, I can think of. <laughs> oh, I'm not finding my string. Yeah, that was that yeah one that was a fun one. I had to stop the show. I broke a bass string literally twenty seconds into the show. I was nervous. It was awful. Then I couldn't find my my extra set of strings. And so we're up there playing, you know, we're playing for like 15 minutes going like, okay, is this guy ever coming back up? We didn't know what had happened. And we're like, okay, is this thing going to come back on? But, um, and, and then we're, and it was right at Christmas time. And so we yeah. all had like, uh, <laughs> like I had like an elf hat on, yeah, like the Christmas, Christmas sweaters. Yeah, and so Christmas we're just up there and you knew everybody uh, was just like, what? These guys are complete daydream giants. <laughs> like, good Lord. Um, yeah. But no, I you know we 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 made a record before Monoceros. We made this oh, record, yeah, and you know, me, me, up. me and yeah, it was called Lasso Me Up, and it and it was like the it was like fifteen <laughs> tracks of just random noise. Me and Adam were so pumped. Did about we this. mention the Mars Volta was an influence? Because yeah, big on Mars Volta. So we're driving to Orlando to see the Chili Peppers play, and this was their first. This was on their I'm with You tour, and man, we put that CD in, and we're like, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be awesome. Like people are gonna just love us. We put it in there, and we're like listening, and we're like. Okay, we can't, probably can't use track one. So we like kind of cross it off. And we're like, okay, go track two. Man, I don't think we can use track two, man. So let us say, out of like the 15 tracks, I think literally two of them, we were like, okay, we could probably do this. We get back from Orlando, and we're kind of looking at each other, and we're like, okay, it's time to kind of release this. We look at each other, and we're like, no, we can't do this. Stopped it, put it away, recorded a whole new record. and yeah. So that was kind of our... Those are those going to be those tracks that come out, you know... 80 years down the line, and everyone's like, yes, new music, finally, from the Unicorn Wranglers. And they're going to get it, and they're going to be like, what? 
It literally sounded like a baby dinosaur playing on pots and pans. Yeah, it it <laughs> on a razor no scooter. No drums I on a razor scooter. It was what's this record called? Lasso, Lasso me up. Yeah. Lasso me up. It's got Lasso it's up. got two guys on it. One's got a little unicorn hat, and the other one's got like a, a Lasso. Lasso. I have to get a copy I'll of that. Oh, oh yeah, it's great. Listen, it's great. I mean, it's it's weird stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's uh, we were. <laughs> I remember we named like four songs that had something to do with the planet Mars. It's like, <laughs> like Mars One, Mars Two, Mars yeah. Three. We were real creative back yeah, then. Yeah, it was Gamma Ray was another one. It was just sounds and noises and. But I mean that. At the same time, that was such an important album to make because it was that, okay, we can't make... St- you know, it, it shook the expectation of, oh, we're going to go out there and make a Red Hot Chili Pepper album yeah, right out the gate. The or we're going to go out there and make a Foo Fighter album right off the bat. And it kind of shook that and said, no, let's make music that we know we can make. And even though it wasn't good music... Yeah, we made it. We made it. And, and that actually... You know, was the springboard to Monoceros, and then ultimately was the album that got us to ninety five flannel. Our our big thing is we really don't try to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, you know, we know what we are. You know, we're yeah. a little indie rock band from Pensacola, and you know, I think that's a key. You know, like we are complete. I mean, if you ever seen our infomercial for. Yes, I YouTube. have seen it. Yeah, check that out. We were trying to heal a nation. To, yeah, I think we need to do. Another we need to do another one. Yeah, yeah. we were trying to heal the nation. We need to heal, heal the nation. Yeah, yeah, you know, red state, we, blue state. So, yeah, we yeah I mean, one person. Yeah, if you come watch us rehearse, or you come on a show, you can kind of tell we're just not. We're, we're we're there to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you, you can't take yourself too serious up there, and and you know, you're you're an entertainment act. Yeah, like you're there to entertain people, and, and, and that's that's really what musicians are through and through. And I, I think sometimes people can get caught up at almost too self-involved and think that 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 they're they take themselves too. Yeah, seriously, they're almost entitled basically. because they're this musician. They have the skill and all this yeah. stuff. But when you look at their band photos and they're like dry humping a dolphin out in the yard, <laughs> you know, and like but they got like mascara perfectly coming down their yeah. face, and you're just like, is that even? Maybe you real? guys should do that for your next album. <laughs> hey, there you <laughs> yeah. go. It'll be us right out up there, there dry humping yeah, a dolphin, dry humping dolphin. mascara. On. Yeah, yeah, that, that no. actually that. Because we need to do something in the rain too. Yes. Rain oh, is yeah. very dramatic. Yeah. Very dramatic. Maybe that, yeah. Maybe yeah. I, and so with all that stuff, it's like if you have a good time, if you're having fun up there on stage, it's infectious. Yeah, yeah. people are. They can't help but to laugh if we're jumping around, flying around up there. And I mean, half the time I forget some of the lyrics and stuff yeah. like that. So we just start coming up with stuff. So it's just about having fun. Do you guys have any new music in the works? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do actually. We uh, we uh, we took we, we started to get in the studio in, in the end of December and beginning of January, and it was awful. It was awful. We just it wasn't time. You've really got to be in the mindset to do this. Um, so we did. Uh, so we, we we dropped that. Went to Denver, watched the Broncos play, got my heart stomped on in the Super Bowl, and that's what's led to the new record. So basically, it's going to be a. It's gonna be a, a really, real emo lot of mi- yeah, a lot of minor chords, uh, a lot of <laughs> yeah. drop D, no. an ode to Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, that no, but but we we did we got back in uh, I guess about about three four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we've we've got Actually about cranked out. A yeah, bunch. we've got eight demoed right now. Nice. Uh, or almost demoed. Yeah. Um, Which is actually a lot. I mean, our, our records are consistently ten songs each, yeah. and and I think what what this showed with with this new record. You know, coming in and having eight songs right there that that we sat there and said we feel confident in these songs, I, I think that's actually opening us to be able to write more than the ten and then really select yeah. the ten strongest songs and put that on the record. I, I think it's going to really, really open open us up to a little bit more freedom than trying to scratch the bottom of the barrel and yeah. Because normally we're around the twelve, thirteen, fourteen range, and then we kind of pare it down to ten. Yeah. But this time, um, but I, I'm excited about these tracks. These tracks sound different than 95 Flannel. And uh, 95 Flannel was kind of an in-your-face, just kind of, you know, rock record. And this one still, it still sounds like us. You can hear our influences, but it's a little bit more well-rounded, if you will. Yeah, and we, we kind of came up with a, a different idea. With 95 Flannel, we sat there and, and said, all right, 
I wanted to make a record that that was an ode to the great 90s, grungy, even to the British kind of 90s rock sound. And uh, with this one, uh, I'm going to go ahead and ruin the surprise. I'm going to tell you the title. So the Unicorn Wranglers present Murder Mystery Night. I like it. All it's, right, and and we've got some good stuff planned. Yeah, the, the the tracks, and with that in mind, we you know we're we're actually grouping the tracks that um, kind of sound together and acts and everything, and and really thinking about how we can make music almost a story, you know, as well as just individual great songs. Well, if you listen to, like those old concept records from like or concept albums from like the seventies and and uh, even like um, you know like kind of modern day ones like um like kind of the green day like american idiot that one um uh the mars volt i think francis the mute or de laos one mm. of those two or bedlam and the goliath uh, what yeah. one of, so a lot of theirs bedlam, are like I that it was bedlam and goliath was <sighs> um no that one had the ouija board oh ouija yeah board. yeah so i think it was francis yeah. the mute that was was written or de laos one of those two but yeah i think that's really cool. i mean our goal is to make um like the rock opera sequel in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. That's what we're going for. You know, the the Dracula Dracula one. That's what we're, that's what we're (laughs) hoping for. So I don't know. It should be a good time. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. So do you guys have any other funny stories you'd like to tell? (laughs) We were just actually talking about the, the first Friday going down to first Friday. um, And I was, I was actually listening. What's that? Aloe black song. Yeah, but I, I wanted to be really uh, uh, Russell Wilson like. No, 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 Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I was really freaking out because this was a big show. It was going to be a big deal, and we're in the car. And then I look over, and Ian's driving in my minivan, like He's, listening to like Wilson Phillips. Yeah, you know, like I mean, <laughs> and I'm he, like just belting out, you know. And he had the. Chicken nuggets from Publix, the little poppers or whatever they're, what are they called? Yeah, the popcorn, 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 like, like popcorn, popcorn chicken. chicken yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's just throwing them. He's like, you want some popcorn chicken? And I'm like, yeah, just don't leave me alone. He's passing it back to Brennan. Brennan spills it all over my floor. I still have popcorn <laughs> chicken on the floor of my car. And I, I flipped the song to Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. So we're sitting there, ah, chickens flying everywhere. And Adam's throwing stuff because he's angry. And yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. That sounds like a scene from a comedy. It <laughs> yeah. really does. Yeah. A lot of our stuff leading up to shows. Yeah, kind of there's always, always something going on. Yeah, it's just some last minute thing. We're burning CDs. Well, you know, you've been burning CDs for yeah. In the, in, the, yeah. in the minivan, I'm kind of the unofficial roadie of the unicorn wranglers. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you're, you're, no, you're, you're the official. You have official. the t-shirt. Yeah, I do have a t-shirt. t-shirt. You have a t-shirt. Yeah. You're legit. That you were gracious enough to give me the other day. Um, well, like I told you, you weren't there the other day when we played Sat Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and I accosted the clown. Yeah, yeah, he caught. Yeah, there was a he, Adam was. He was. I don't know. It was a late night for us the night before, and we got up early to play like a fundraiser, and there was a clown. And Adam had this like tone. You <laughs> couldn't tell if he was angry about being there or if he was really like just kind of having a good time. And he's like, you know, it was really like, it was kind of like Billy Madison when Adam Sandler goes after the swan. And, he, and, and the clown, like, the clown finally got like kind of pissed off and just walked away. He went like MIA for the rest of the set. Like, we played for another 25 minutes, could not find now, the clown. I want this to be prefaced by the clown. I wasn't physically following the clown. The clown was a good 100 yards oh, yeah, away. I, mean, he's and like, I was just talking with the clown. I wanted to get the clown down there because I thought it would be it would be cool, you know. Yeah. It would be fun to have a clown down there and play a song with the clown. But he wouldn't come down, so I, it kind of made me upset because I was like, dude, you got to be entertaining. Come on. So come then, on, clown. So then, so then he goes, and, and I originally thought we were going to play Great Dane to be nude with the, with the clown, you know, which is a great song to play with a clown. And Adam's like, hey, we're going to dedicate you this song to you, clown. Clown, and we go right into it, and it's it's our song Stinger, and it's kind of that da 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 da, and so then all of a sudden, like the 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 ver or the chorus is like you know we're coming for you, we're yeah. hunting for you, and like the clown's like oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think about that when we started because you know the song's really fun. It's like you know pollination, exploration, coffee shop, exploitation, sunny skies, good vibrations, pop. Uh. So that was like more clowny type thing. Right. I got to the chorus and was like. 
All the world's problems are stuffed in a box. We're coming for you. We're going for you. And I was like, this poor clown is just trying to... I mean, the guy's probably getting paid like 25 bucks for this gig. And I'm just sitting here saying we're coming after him. Because he wouldn't come down here and... and he was a good sport. We, show. we got a picture with him. He was a good sport. Yeah, that's awesome. He, he actually flashed a bunch of gang symbols. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I were, didn't post the photo yeah, because of that. Yeah, because of that. It was really... That's when you should have went Tony Stark and be like, please, no gang signs. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Right. I yeah. thought Yeah, I thought we started a yeah. gang war until that was the clown. <laughs> that was the clown. <laughs> Do you guys have any shows in Pensacola coming up anytime soon? Uh, right now, I, I know that we have a couple, um, nothing, nothing, uh, definitive yet. We've got a couple that, that we're waiting to hear, hear back, um, gonna play for, hopefully for a, uh, a, to- a big touring band that's coming through, uh, called Little War Twins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they're actually playing at the Handlebar on Easter Sunday, and, oh, cool. Uh, they asked if we would, we would play for them, but, um, they haven't confirmed that they're going to actually, you know. It's in the works of being confirmed, and uh, so we're waiting to hear back on that. We get about three or four that are in the yeah, kind of up in there. There's there's another one at Sluggos, yeah, everything. It's just kind of waiting to see. But our our schedules, you know, again, it's trying to fit everybody's schedule. You know, Brendan doesn't live here; he lives in Tallahassee, so we've got to coordinate with him and and everything. And then you know, we're 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 start traveling a little bit more, and then obviously baseball season's going to start up, so. Um, we're going to really spend the summer really trying to get that record, the new record finished, get it to a point where we're excited about it and then release it hopefully in the fall and then pick up again in the fall. Hopefully yeah. our, like really hard in the fall is kind of right. cool. And just split. I mean, like I said, we've got, you know, a couple here and there from here on out until like almost, I think the end of May. So it, you know, we've got stuff. We're just not like, yeah. every, and a lot of the times, I mean, it's happened to us so many times before where. Yeah, we have nothing on the books, and then all of a sudden, boom! Three yeah. people call yeah. us and say, "Can you play these dates?" Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, we have three, three or four shows, and then it's back to all right. We don't have anything on the books, and then oh hey, can you come play here, here, here? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's not so uh, structured. It's more yeah. of kind of like a sporadic. Like you guys feel like playing? Yeah, love to play. So when you guys aren't playing music, what do you guys like to do for fun? Or what? What do you do outside of playing music? I guess is what I should oh, say. Oh man, that's a that's a tough music one. is a wow. time. Yeah, you, time. We, well, only because the last like yeah. the last month we've been going hard, like really hard. A lot of rehearsals, a lot of shows. Um, so we're in this weird. Well, and now we've just started recording yeah. again. Um, uh, no, but for me, I I've just recently started going back to the gym, which is a big step for me because I hate the gym. I hate mm-hmm. everything about it. But I realized how fantastic the people watching is at the gym. Oh, yeah. Like, you, like I could literally just sit there for, like, an hour at the juice bar because I don't want to work out. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to say yeah. I went to the gym, you know, maybe get a little sweaty going to the locker room and back, you know, and I just want to sit at the juice bar. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's been pretty fun. But other than that, you know, just... When it gets a little bit warmer, we'll start going to the beach and doing some surfing and stuff like yeah. that. And um, in in the fall, football, football's yeah. dominant. Oh in yeah, the fall. I mean, I, I know personally, big big pro football fan. You know, so Sundays are pretty much sports bar days. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, football. Yeah. Well, really, here football Saturdays and Sundays. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And but being from Tallahassee, obviously, we're really excited about. Getting that national championship, yeah, yeah, especially especially right at the end of the BCS era before they they flip yeah. over to the to the playoff system. I think Which I'm really I'm really excited about the playoffs. I think it's oh. going to be really really cool. Oh yeah, I think it's I, I think it's a starting point. Yeah, I think it's a system that they can keep building on. It kind of opened the door. It opened the door yeah. to the playoff system yeah. for them to. To get it right, and I mean, I, I I think it's really tough to get it right. I mean, look at the NFL; they're even keep going back and forth on expansion of teams and 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 stuff like that. So I think it, it was great for college football to be able to kind of shake off that BCS, yeah. that BCS thing and 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 really open up to to, to some playoffs. But we're writing a we're actually writing a movie script as well. Oh yeah, and we're in the very early early stages of writing a musical. Yeah. Um, 
And so, uh, and we've actually been tossing around lately um, the shorts, the little short films, the little skits. Um, oh yeah, doing, like, sketch comedy. Sketch comedy. We've we've been kicking. Yeah, those are fun to do. I've done one. Yeah, before. yeah. So we we we've got some things in the fire. It's just figuring out when to do them. That's the yeah. Key. yeah. Uh, I've uh, you know I I obviously am in doing a lot of film stuff outside of doing my work. You know uh, I'm with the help of Ian. Uh, I shot a documentary, uh, basically all last year, uh, on the Florida National Scenic Trail, um, which is this trail that runs the length of, of Florida from from Pensacola all the way down to the Everglades. We did a, a 15 minute documentary on that, which was fun, great. We had a great time, and um, that's why we actually got contracted to do another one, which is even better, you know. And and so that that's definitely one thing that we like to do is get out there and. You know, it's just a fun time to to get out there and, and shoot a film, you know. Yeah. It'll be good to do that, especially with the season coming up, yeah. baseball season. Baseball season takes up a lot of time, a lot of long days. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys like to discuss? Do you have a website, Twitter, Facebook you'd like to plug? Yeah, right now uh, we're, we're, we dove headfirst into social media. Uh, Twitter, we're always on Twitter. Um, we're at UW, those are capital, then Wranglers. Um, uh, that's our Twitter handle. And then you can actually find us on Facebook. We're pushing right now. Uh, we're trying to get to our, our next milestone, which is 100 likes on Facebook. Um, we're getting close. Uh, so if you got friends, invite them to our Facebook page. Um, go on there, listen to our music. We got videos from our shows. We got videos from vinyl, from um, from sluggos, from all all different shows that we've done, and we've got all our music up there. You can listen to it. You can find where you can find our album, ninety five flannel, and everything like that. We keep that pretty up to date. Uh, you can find where our next shows are going to be. Um, so we're really pushing Facebook hard right now while uh, while we get our website ready to be launched. Uh, so yeah. That, yeah, that's kind of what we're working yeah, on. Yeah, our website will be hopefully up in the next few weeks. And um, a guy's custom, uh, one of our buddies is custom building it for us, so we're pretty excited about that. But that's where you can find all the shows and all that kind of stuff. That and Twitter and Facebook, we pretty much update it. And like I said, um, you know, we got some things in the works right now, so hopefully we'll have some stuff to announce pretty soon. And then obviously we're going we're gonna to put together a pretty cool little marketing campaign for the new record when it comes out in the fall. So we're pretty excited about Which, that. So we'll start yeah. working on that pretty soon, and because that's that's what's happened in the past. We've we've got the record done, and we're so excited. It's like we just ran the marathon that we forgot that you got to walk to the car afterwards, mm-hmm. and we're just like ah. Oh. So we just like put it out. And we're like twelve people buy it, please, and we get like ten to buy it. You know, so um, so we're excited. We're gonna do it. We're gonna hopefully do it a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna, we now actually have a little bit of fan base um, that we can actually release this to, and 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 hopefully stir up a little bit of excitement and uh you know there's one thing we have no problem doing and that is uh promoting ourselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, we, have no, we have no shame that's, that's no why you're shame. doing this yeah we have no, oh, no, 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 no no we were doing this to be the first yeah we okay. that okay. was why we yeah. were we were yeah. we, we we thoroughly enjoy enjoy um uh, promoting ourselves and uh but seriously i got he, he called me he's like hey Derek, and i was like yes <laughs> yes and he was like what what do you mean yes i'm like absolutely i'll do it he's like you don't even know what it is i'm like i don't care i'm like i'm uh, i'm assuming and hoping you were saying Derek diamond and not somebody else because otherwise this could go really bad but yeah i was like i was excited to come do this so yeah so it, it it's definitely one of those things where where the more we can get out there the more you know we can say hey just go listen to our music go check out our facebook page go check out our infomercial i mean yeah, the infomercial king. And look for <laughs> yeah, our musical yeah. coming. Yeah, our musical. In, in 2016, movie. I believe. Yeah. So, anyway, well, thank you, sir. Thank oh, you. Thank you for, for having us. We actually talked for almost an hour. Wow. Did we really? Yes. Good. That flew by. Is that yeah, good or bad? No, it's good. Is it good? I, okay. Yeah, I like interviews to be like an hour long. Okay. Well, let me talk about my bass guitar. I'm going to go through every little bit of piece of that. It's a solid uh, solid wood body and... Single coil pickups. I can go on for another two hours about this. Just, <laughs> you guys can go home. I'll just I'll hit the stop button for you. Yeah, it's Control Alt Delete, right? That's how I save it. Something like that. Yeah, Control Alt Delete. I think that's how I save oh. it. Oh. <laughs>
Don't ahead. worry, we'll come back to it. We're, we're going to fill Dumpy <laughs> No in there for us. So. No. 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 So, all right, well, hey, thank you, sir. Good luck with the podcast. And this oh, is you. the Derek Diamond Experience. The Derek Diamond Experience. The Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Diamond. Experience! That was for you, I'm, bud. I'm using that in the <laughs> intro. That was for you, bud. Yeah. yeah. Come, yeah, yeah we'll, next time we'll bring we'll bring the, the yeah, acoustic stuff some, and we'll, we'll yeah, play we it. we should have brought some, uh, some instruments. Yeah, we, we should. Uh, we could play it. Uh, for one of y'all shows, whenever like Brendan's in town, we can do another one. Yeah, we do like a oh. short, like a maybe a little bit shorter episode, and have you guys play some music. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Have a little jam session. Let's yeah, we should have done it. We could have done it for yeah. this one. Just done a couple songs on it. A little acoustic. Yeah, thing. we'll do that hey, next time. Right, yeah. hey, you know, recurring guest. That's yeah, what I like there to we hear. Go. Yeah, whenever you got to fill a slot, you're like, damn it, I don't have anybody here. I'll call him. <laughs> call him. Trust me, we got stuff. I'll call him. We got stuff. Just make sure you get our M and M's and our our Fiji water. Those are riders, <laughs> right? But I want my Fiji water half drank already. Half like, drank. I don't already. want a full one. I want a half drank one. All right. Thanks again. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right, that's it for the show this week. I would once again like to thank Adam and Ian Waldron from the Unicorn Wranglers for joining me for that fantastic interview. Hopefully, like we said, we can have them on sometime soon when Brendan's in town and we can have a little bit of a jam session. Uh, You can follow them on Twitter at UWranglers. Check them out on Facebook. And also, you can follow this show on Twitter at DDiamondExp. It's a brand new Twitter page. And also, you can follow me on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. And finally, next week, we will be having the head broadcaster of the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, Tommy Thrall, that will be joining me on the Derek Diamond experience. So hopefully you tune in next week, and I believe that's it. Hope you enjoyed.